What's up, everybody? This is Stick to Football, Bleacher Reports, College Football and NFL Draft Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Miller, sitting in Bangor, Maine, across the street from the uh, airport. More like across the sidewalk. Bangor? I barely know where. <laughs> Bangor, Maine. That's how the locals say it. Mello is riding shotgun with me. We are on vacation, but um, as I said in a tweet this week, Mello, we cover football, and that never stops here at Stick to Football. Vacation, smaycation. We are on the road doing the show. I was actually thinking, like, we're going to have to change the opener because we were going to be talking a lot more NFL football. I'm going to have to reword it. It's every every aspect of football, NFL, AFL, XFL. We'll probably be covering high school football by the time that this podcast is, like, peaking. Yeah, we joked that stick to football just keeps being asked to do more and more. So the name at two years ago was tongue-in-cheek. Like, oh, we're going to stick to football. Now they're like, hey, you guys want to no, cover yeah. football? <laughs> this was a literal name. What yeah. happened to the pitch that you gave right. us? Yeah, so we're here in Maine, a beautiful state, our first time here. Absolutely love it. Went tonight, had some seafood on the bay. It was great. Um, and we're going to have some fun tonight. We're going to talk about Baker Mayfield versus Duke Johnson, Trent Williams versus the Redskins, Le'Veon Bill versus the Robbers. We're going to power rank these beer chugging quarterbacks. A lot of quarterback talk. A lot tonight. of quarterback talk tonight. We're also going to give you the top five quarterbacks in the NFL right now. So our predictions for the 2019 season, who the top five quarterbacks will be. We're going to draft those. And then we're going to close it out with your draft on draft questions. Uh, thanks again to Connor for holding it down on the Tuesday show with the opener. Um, since we pre-recorded that show uh, tonight, uh, you're getting a real recording from Mello and myself. But it's Wednesday night, I should say. Yeah, it's Wednesday. a little early. But that's, you know what? We're on vacation and we're still working. We're, yeah, we're, work, we're getting these done early. That says yeah. a lot about us as human beings and as workers. Let's start here because I know that you you have thoughts on this. And I feel like Twitter is like good for getting off one-liners. Podcasts <laughs> are good for really expressing your thoughts. Uh, Duke Johnson asked for media availability time. He got it. And he uh, complained, I think, about his situation with the team. He, he wants to be traded or released. And I will say this about Duke Johnson before we get into Baker, Baker Mayfield. They have been dangling him since probably the season ended as a trade piece. Or if not before. If not before. so And a trade didn't happen. They have Nick Chubb, who we had on the show Wednesday. Great player. They have Kareem Hunt, who will miss eight games. Duke Johnson is in there as well. He's going to be a forgotten part of this offense. And he had some, uh, I, I think, issues with Baker's ability to get him the ball. And so he goes on about that. And then Baker comes out and like you said on Twitter, it's not so much what Baker said. It's how he said it. It's the facial expressions, the body language. And I really just want to give you the floor because of what Baker said, you know, I think how he said it is one thing. What he said is another. And what we have come to expect from franchise quarterbacks is another thing. So it's like you have this level of, ways to dissect this. So hop in on it. Right. And it's not like we've seen a franchise quarterback do this before. We've had many situations where running backs or position players, they're unhappy with the situation. They're unhappy with the team. But what you don't see a lot of is the franchise quarterback, the second year guy coming out and throwing his teammate under the bus. And I, I just don't think that he realizes the business aspect of it. I think everybody can come into the NFL and say, oh, it's a business, it's a business, whatever. I don't think you realize that when you're the first pick overall in the draft, you're a second-year quarterback, that it is a business and that you can get cut and you can get replaced. So Duke Johnson has to go get his right now. He's a running back. In the NFL, those guys do not play for very long. So if you're going to be buried number three on that depth chart after week eight, 
you're probably going to want to go somewhere else. And I'm I'm not going to support the way that he handled it. He probably shouldn't have said anything about his quarterback. And to be honest, I didn't really look at it. But you look at what Baker Mayfield did, throwing his guy under the bus. The words, if you just read it, you probably wouldn't think anything of it. But the facial expressions and the attitude that he constantly has, there's just always something with Baker Mayfield. And I don't think that's what I would want in a franchise quarterback. I think uh, the thing with Baker is he is, and Nick Chubb said this, he's a guy that energizes everyone. And he is out there as the face of the team taking the shots. He's taking the shots from Colin Coward. He's taking the shots from us. He's taking the shots from everybody, basically. He's a shield almost, you know, that where he just attracts all the negativity. But at some point, I have to wonder, like, if it's just too much. And I, you know what? John Dorsey does not care what the fans think as long as yeah. Baker Mayfield wins football games. That's all they care about. And right now, you cannot say anything negative about Baker Mayfield without the Browns fans, by and large, coming at you on Twitter. And they will also line up to support anything Baker does. So exactly. I I am a big fan of, of the quarterback that he is. I think he's incredibly talented. I, I think he's going to have a very good career. And I do believe that his leadership style works, but I think you also have to know when to not have a take. I think it really works when things are going well. Uh, if the Browns come out or at any point in his career, they start to struggle. I think free agents and other players are going to look at the way that he handled this Duke Johnson situation and say, you know what? Maybe I don't want to go there or, you know, his receivers when things don't go right. There's two very good receivers there. How's he going to handle that? I don't I don't know. I, I know there's buy-in right now, and I know that his charisma is something that a lot of people like. Uh, I don't, but I, I like Baker Mayfield's game. He, he's great on the field. You cannot deny that. He just rubs me the wrong way, and I know a lot of people will say they love that about him, but I think there's a lot of other people out there like me, and it just kind of rubs them the wrong way. My my last take on this is, and I'm going to say this, because I've coached, you've coached, and I've managed people, you've managed people. I would be worried if I'm John Dorsey and Freddie Kitchens that there are going to be players that see Baker doing this and think, oh, I can do that. I don't want Antonio Callaway doing this. I don't want Demarius Randall doing this. I don't want Greedy Williams doing this. And so I think it's just a like Tom Brady sets a standard for the culture in New England. Willie McGinnis, Teddy Bruschi, Mike Vrabel, those guys set a standard for culture. And it yeah. look at it now, 10 years later, that's that standard's still there. So if this is the standard Baker setting, is there a different rule for him where he can say whatever he wants to the media? Is that but then Duke Johnson does it and we're pissed. So yeah. there's a double standard that I think could be a big problem for them down the road if they don't get a good handle on it. And I one other thing though is that everybody's talking about his leadership and if how if people aren't gonna carry their weight, you have to tell them. Yeah. You're right. Like, Tell them. <laughs> look at Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant are like two of my favorite leaders. And I know that they're not football players, but I loved their charisma and their attitude with their teammates. But they'd jump your ass in practice or in the locker room. They didn't do it to some media reporter after a practice. I mean, I would almost bet every dime that I have that Baker Mayfield has not said anything at all to Duke Johnson's face. Oh, I doubt it. I, I bet that's all media, and maybe I'm wrong, but I would bet a lot of money that he didn't say anything at all to Duke Johnson, and that he probably hasn't, and it is super awkward in that locker room. Uh, it absolutely has to be. Let's move on. Uh, speaking of awkward situations, Trent Williams, the left tackle for the Washington Redskins, and a very good one, really talented player, 
all pro. Um, he is upset because of how a medical issue was handled. He had a scalp injury and he's not happy with when the team diagnosed it. He had surgery over the offseason because of it. He skipped minicamp and now once traded or released to sign with a new team. Trent Williams, when healthy, is one of the best tackles in football. I, this is a, a could be a great situation for someone who's looking to add a very, very good left tackle. Trent Williams is 30 years old. He has some years left ahead of him. There are a lot of teams that should be looking at this and saying, like, if you're the New York Jets, Kelvin Beecham is your left tackle. I would be calling about Trent Williams. It's out of the conference. Cleveland Browns. You just cut Desmond Harrison. I know they hope Greg Robinson can become a guy long term, but there are a lot of teams that could use this upgrade at left tackle if Trent Williams uh, can truly be out there for them. Yeah, and it is a weird situation. I feel like the Redskins always run into that with their medical staff. There's always the way they handled the RG3 thing, and there have just been other odds and ends, I mean, even in between that time. So it's a, it's a weird situation, and I don't know all the details. And honestly, it's a health thing, so we shouldn't know right. all the details. But if your team out there looking for a left tackle, I think when healthy, Trent Williams is one of the best ones out there. And let's throw out the fact that he went to OU, so I'm not just hating on OU. <laughs> Trent no. Williams, one of the best left tackles in the NFL. Like you said, the Jets, the Browns could use upgrades. Uh, Lord knows the Texans can use an upgrade, even though they did draft Titus Howard. I think he's probably going to play on the right side. I mean, the Colts, Anthony Costanzo is just fine. He's okay. Um, The the Broncos can maybe, I don't know what they see in Garrett Bowles as a long-term option, but there are a lot of teams that could use a starting left tackle that would be smart to maybe offer something uh, for Trent Williams right now, because financially he's not upset with his contract. He is owed a decent amount of money, which it, so it has to be a team that can afford him, but, Trent Williams is, again, one of the best left tackles in football. Uh, it looks like he has uh, two years left on his deal. Uh, this year, it's a $11 million. Next year, it's twelve. So really affordable, too, for a top-tier tackle. Yeah, it definitely is for a top-tier tackle. I, I think a lot of teams will at least be doing their due diligence and trying to figure out if he's going to get moved or not. All right, one more news and note. This one is just, it, it sucks. It, it really, really does. Le'Veon Bell his house was broken into. He was robbed and he lost, or at least he filed a police report that says he lost $520,000 worth of jewelry. Why is that money in number one? Why are you buying $520,000 worth of jewelry? I get it. I buy a lot of dumb shit too. Um, (laughs) Not $520,000 in jewelry. That's a lot of money. I would invest that maybe in something like a stock or a bond or a restaurant or a home car. The <laughs> like, I, I mean, yeah, it's just, it's, and it does suck. It's sad for him. Uh, yeah, welcome to New York. Oh, it was in my, it was in Florida, his house. In oh, Florida. okay. And you know, we were at Stephen King's house today on our vacation. And we were even talking about like how weird it is that people would just come up to his house. That's another situation with Le'Veon Bell. People knowing where he lives, knowing that he's at OTAs right now. It's it's a messed up situation, but it sucks really bad for Le'Veon Bell. It does suck for him. Let's take a break, Mello. We come back. We're going to power rank these beer chugging quarterbacks, then get into the top five quarterbacks in the NFL. And finally, some draft on draft questions. All right, Mello, we are back, and it is. Uh, we're going to draft a couple segments tonight. We're going to first draft the top quarterbacks. That, or sec, excuse me. First, we're going to rank the quarterback beer chuggers. You can tell my vacation. I don't know what we're doing because I messed up the rundown. And then we're going to do a draft of the quarterbacks in the NFL right now. So we're going to flip-flop these uh, two segments here. Let's start with the beer chuggers. This became a thing, and I absolutely love it because it is hilarious, and it's like, 
There's no hiding. Unless you're oh, Pat yeah. Mahomes and you're chugging it out of a can. Yes, I'm calling you out, Patty. We know that can was half full. It was, it was maybe half full. Maybe half full. But I, I do love that this is a thing. Um, it, I don't even... Who started this? I think it was Aaron Rodgers. I, I think, think it was, was the too. first one. Uh, David Bakhtiari, his offensive lineman, kind of yeah. started it. And then kind of did the you know double barrel finger, finger point at yeah. Aaron Rodgers and got him to do it. And I will say, a lot of people are, are calling out Aaron Rodgers. I don't know if I could have beat him. Like I'm a terrible beer. Oh, I'm terrible. Yeah. And put getting you put on the spot like that, like that's right. something I almost have to prepare myself for. But there are some other quarterbacks out there that are very good at it, and, and I, we know it. And I will say, I loved that Rogers clapped back, and he was like, "A lot of these guys are just happy they're fu- they can finally beat me at something." And it's true. It's absolutely true. I think he has dominated Matt Stafford at everything else except for this. Yeah. So I don't think he can be upset. Uh, so Mello, we went. Uh, we're going to draft these. Is that right? No, let's just run them down. We're just doing our list. Because okay. I think we have the same number one. Okay, we have the same number one. Let's get into it then. It's uh, Mr. Thomas John Brady. He, he is a machine. Yeah, he really name. is. And if, I know that I tweeted this out. I think it was after the Aaron Rodgers one that uh, Tom Brady would have won that beer chugging contest. I think there are still a lot of people on this earth that don't know how great of a beer chugger Tom Brady is. I know that you look at Tom Brady and you see like the dorky boxer brief picture from the combine. Mr. Avocado ice cream. This guy can't do anything. He can chug a beer very fast and we've seen him do it. That's why I think he has to be number one. His teammates talk about how great he is at it. He's done it on TV. He's got to be number one. Brady's absolutely number one. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, it was apple juice. I don't care what was in the cup when he did that on TV with Colbert. It went down fast. It doesn't matter what it is. And if you're a beer drinker, I don't think it's going to make a difference whether it's apple juice or beer. I don't think what you're drinking matters. It's the ability to put down liquid fast. Yeah. And that's what he, I mean, it's not like it's milk. I mean, that would be the difference. I think I could slam some chocolate milk pretty quick though. I, yeah. I will admit, I'm terrible at chugging things. I either, number one, it gets too cold on my back teeth, or I start laughing. Yeah. And once I laugh with anything, I'm done. That old gag reflex yeah. flares up. Ain't and great. It's it coming back. Great. I'll tell you that. I can, uh, as I showed my, my kids recently, I can put a whole cupcake in my mouth and eat it. <laughs> and you were there. You've seen it. There's video. But I can't chug beer. Can't do it. So number two for me. Uh, I like yours so much better than mine, but I went with Matt Stafford because my man just low key sitting at a bar watching some uh, basketball just chugs a tall boy, which is very hard to do. Yeah. And to do it in a bar setting, you know, it's pretty, that beer is probably pretty cold. Uh-huh. It was kind of an awkward shaped glass too, but it was a taller one. Almost looked like it might be a 16 ounce beer, which is even more impressive than the 12 ounces that you saw like Trubisky chug and Rogers trying to chug. I like the Stafford pick. He would have been third on my... I feel like if you go to Georgia, you know how to drink beer. Exactly. That's what I was going to bring up, too. He was a Texas high school football player, so you know that he's probably chugged a few beers there. And then you go to Georgia in Athens. I'm pretty sure they know how to chug some beer. We ran into some Georgia fans at LSU, and they like to drink. So I, I agree with you on Stafford. I had him at three because I'm going with the number two guy. I think Ben Roethlisberger... Uh, could beat almost everybody. That's who I should have picked. I mean, just his size alone, and he just, he's, I think, run into some trouble with alcohol before, so you know that he's a drinker. I'm going to go Ben Roethlisberger, number two. He looks like a drinker. He he, he just built like a guy who could chug some beers. Number three for me, I felt like I went uh, 
like with a sleeper pick here. Uh, I actually went with Josh Allen. He's from Wyoming, and we've had him on the podcast before, known him for a long time. I know that he can put down some cold ones. Now that he's in Buffalo, he's going to have to check out 42 North, uh, Josh Allen. It's a great brewery up there. I do think that Josh Allen could throw down some beers. He's a baby Roethlisberger, so you know it's in his genes. And he did it out of a can, and he still did it pretty quick. He chugged it out of a can without shotgunning it. Oh, he did? I I didn't see this. I don't even know how you could do that one. And it was at like a softball event. And he still was able to get it down pretty quickly. Okay. Well, I like that. And I'm just a Josh Allen fan. I'm here to convince the people that Josh Allen is actually good. Yeah. Did you see the hate from the Cole Beasley thing? No. Cole Beasley said in an interview, again, an interview, that uh, Josh Allen was probably the most athletic quarterback he's ever played with. And that upset people. (laughs) Why? That's true. Yeah, right? And say, okay, Tony Romo, Dak Prescott. Josh Allen. Yeah, he's more athletic than those guys. Right, exactly. It should have been an, like uh, a no-brainer. That's not even an insult. Josh Allen is very athletic. Yeah, he, that was like the thing he could do. <laughs> exactly. It'd be like, oh, Josh Allen has the strongest arm I've ever played with. Well, what about Tony Romo? Uh, nope. Dak Prescott has a horrible arm. Yeah. For our strength goes. All right. Number three for you. I think you already kind of said it. Number three for me, I went with Stafford. You want me to give you my four? Yeah, let's do it. Number four for me. And I had Josh Allen on, on here as well. So I'll just run through my list. Of yeah, let's five. do that. Brady at one, Roethlisberger two, Stafford three, and then Josh Allen at five. My number four player, I'm actually going to go with Carson Wentz. Uh, South Dakota State guy, you know that he's probably drinking some beers up in Fargo. And he just, he looks like another type of Josh Allen, big quarterback. Like I have a type when you look at my quarterbacks. Yeah. All of them even have strong arms, except for Brady. I think he's the exception here. So I, I definitely have a type when I'm looking for a beer chugger. I wrote down on my little hotel notepad my list. Wentz was on mine. He was number six. So he doesn't make mine. I went Brady, Stafford, Josh Allen, Mitch Trubisky, who we've seen do with yep. his linemen. I fucking love Trubisky. And then five, I went Phillip Rivers. If you have eight kids, you're drinking beer and you got to yeah. drink it fast. So I think old Phil probably knows how to chug some beer and you know he's not driving home he's already got his driver exactly in the the front so yeah he's just drinking it up in the back he's living my dream (laughs) minus a couple kids yeah yeah Yeah, absolutely how about last place because a lot of people want to talk about who's the best yeah how about who do you think the worst beer chugger of the starting quarterbacks in the nfl would be and i'm gonna go with Kirk cousins because I have seen this dude post some Instagram pictures. He's like grilling steaks on his grill, but he has a tinfoil down. What? Just some, yeah, other things that he's done. I don't know about Kirk Cousins. Who I think puts he's, tinfoil down to exact, grill? To grill steaks. Yeah, you want that full marination, I guess. Uh, but I think that he's going to lose. I don't know that he could chug a beer. Uh, I know that he went to college at Michigan State, but I still... I have questions there. I think if I'm going to pick a loser, it's got to be him or, or maybe even Matt Ryan, but... But for this list, I'm going Kirk Cousins is going to be the last guy. I actually think Matt Ryan would like be a sleeper, pretty good one. Yeah, he's probably like a casual beer drinker. I bet just, he like, sits quietly he would come and has out a couple and drink the first half of his beer really fast, and then Brady would come in and just slam it. Like, <laughs> nope, you're out. Oh, beat you again. You can't beat me. So last place, I tried to think about this logically. I picked Derek Carr, very religious, had a oh, child early, so he maybe didn't get those wild years, you know, like yep. the sowing your oats out there, chugging beers at frat parties at and Fresno his, State. His older brother was already in the NFL. Right. He was gone. So he didn't have anybody to like, party with. I think yep. it's Derek Carr. That's a good pick, too. I, I think both of these guys I could probably beat. I feel like we should do this. Any, I, I think we're going to have to do like a stick to football beer chug on video. I think so. I I will lose. You the and Connor will be faster. We are all together. We should definitely do it. Okay. 
It's going to be very slow from all of us. Let's record it in slow mo so that it's just like it's already slow. Like then it's just no telling how long it actually took. Do you think Connor could do like twelve reps of two twenty five before I could chug a beer? No. Ten. Ten reps? Yeah. I don't know. That's a lot of reps. That's a lot of weight. I do think I could chug a beer before he could fix his hair. It wasn't weren't we gonna do a thing about chugging beer and running forties? Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if I could chug a beer faster than you could run a 40. Oh, I yeah, I think we should try that because I actually think that might be fairly close. <laughs> well, I'm not going to be the one running, yeah. that's for damn huh, sure. I could, I would do that. I've been oh, trying to get back into it a little bit. So so, so much video content that's going to potentially come your yeah, way. Right, yeah. And yeah, make sure you uh, follow Sticks Football on, on Twitter and Instagram because who knows what will happen. All right, let's take a break, Mel, and we come back. We're going to give you actual football rankings for these quarterbacks. We're back on Stick to Football. Mello and I are going to be ranking the quarterbacks for the 2019 season. Uh, this is draft style. So Mello gets the first pick. He can take a quarterback. That quarterback is off the board for me. So you're essentially going to get a top 10 list here, but it is he's drafting the quarterback that he thinks will be best. Then I'm drafting the quarterback that I think will be best that's left on the board. So I know I just explained a draft to draft fans, but it felt necessary for <laughs> it's some like reason. You do your fantasy league, but there's only two of us. Exactly. So like as that. soon as the player's drafted, you can't draft him right. Right. It's like they they disappeared. They don't exist anymore. <laughs> All right, Melo, you do have the first pick. I think it's pretty obvious. Everybody knows what's coming. It's Pat Mahomes. The, and don't call me a homer, even though I am a little bit here. The guy won the MVP last year. He threw for 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns his first year as a starter. If you are not picking him first overall as a quarterback, I think you are absolutely crazy. Even if he has a bad year, like a bad year compared to what he did last year would still be 3,500 yards and 35 touchdowns. If he did that, I think you would say like, Oh God, what's wrong with Pat Mahomes? Nothing. He's better than still two thirds of the quarterbacks in the NFL. And I actually would not have drafted him first. So apparently I'm crazy. You are. I I do think year two is important. Um, Also adding running backs like Carlos Hyde, Damian Williams. We saw last year was really, really good. So getting him for a full season will help Mm -hmm. adding Miko Hardman will help. Uh, Hopefully the offensive line can stay healthy and there will be some continuity up there. I also think just, you know, the, a guy getting into that now he's done it. He's seen what the league looks like. You shouldn't have as many surprises. Can I bring up something before we move on that is sure. kind of off topic, but we are on vacation. I pulled up his pro football reference, which gives you his stats and everything. Yeah. Uh, but it also gives you some of his nicknames. Showtime is an obvious one. I think people talked about that one. Right. They list some other nicknames for him that I've never heard. One is the musician. What? I've never heard of that one. <laughs> The Gunslinger, which kind of makes I sense, like that one. but I've never heard that one yet. Yeah. And this last one says Fatrick. <laughs> Fatrick? Fatrick is one of his nicknames. I <laughs> don't know. I know. I've, I've never, never heard of that. sliding those DMs and I know that uh, Lewis Reddick calls him the Ferrari, which I like. Like, that's kind of cool, but I don't know what the Fatrick is. Yeah, I don't know where any of Was he a fat kid? There's no way. No. I, the guy's never failed at anything in his life, I don't think. No, I don't think so either, other than those 12 interceptions he threw last year. Um, So Mahomes is off the board, and I understand that. I'm going to take Tom Brady. And I know that like we all sit around here thinking, like, okay, at some point, Brady's not going to be Brady anymore. 
I'm not going to bet against that. I'm still yeah. going to say that Brady is Brady, and he's just going to continue to be excellent. And I know it might not always show up in the numbers, like the stats. You know, he's not having the 50 touchdown years anymore. That offense is obviously going through a major change with Gronk gone, uh, but he's still incredibly efficient. Last year, 29 touchdowns, 11 picks, 4,300 yards, completed almost 66% of his passes. Um, and, you know, with a lot of turnover. So I do think Brady will continue to be excellent. You really can't ever bet against this guy, even though he's going to be 42 years old this season, His 20th NFL season. That's amazing. Yeah. Two thirds of my life. He's been playing football in the NFL and, and I'm with you completely. I'm not going to bet against him until I actually see him fail. I think there was about a time two, three years ago where people were trying to predict when Brady was going to fall off, and it never happened. So I'm I'm with you there. I can remember, Mello, when Peyton Manning was still playing, and people were like, Brady's going to fall off. Yeah. That's how long ago that was. Exactly. Uh, I'm up again. So far, we've taken Mahomes, and we've taken Brady. I think there are a lot of other good quarterbacks, but this is a prediction of how well they're going to play in 2019. So I'm actually going to take Andrew Luck with the Colts. I really like what they're doing and what they're building there in Indianapolis. And I think another year of him being healthy, being able to work with um, their coach there, Frank Wright. Wright, I think that he's going to have a very good year. Um, T.Y. Hilton's going to be there. Devin Funches probably won't provide much, but he, they got my guy Paris Hilton or Paris, Paris, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Paris Campbell in there, who is almost as good as Paris Hilton. Uh, <laughs> Deion Kane might come back. I know a lot of our listeners like him. I like what the Colts are doing, and they're going to get more production out of that offensive line again. Eric Ebron coming in, who was great for him last year. Yeah. I think Andrew Luck could have a very big year and be in that MVP talk. Wow, I did not expect this to happen, but my number two quarterback is still available on the board right here. So I got Brady, and I'm going with Drew Brees. Again, I guess I'm taking all the old quarterbacks, yep. but that's fine with me. I think Brees will once again be amazing with Michael Thomas there, Alvin Kamara. Um, the, he is a lot like, I think, Brady in that the cast of characters around him might not always be great, but he is. like He's what keeps that... Very, very consistent. So last year led the NFL with 74 and a half percent completion percentage, just under 4,000 yards. He only threw five interceptions. The last two years, he's only thrown 13. The man is unbelievable. He'll be 40 years old this year. Um, it, it's just, it's amazing what he's been able to do. I think, I think breeze is a shame. It is a crying shame. This guy has not had the MVP awards that he's deserved. He's a shoe in first ballot hall of famer for me. Mm-hmm. I think he's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. I agree with you too. And I think that he was almost, <laughs> I want to say overlooked his entire career because those early years in San Diego, losing the job or, or however you want to state it to Philip Rivers. But I'm with you. I think he's one of the greatest quarterbacks and that longevity in his career. I players don't play that long him and Tom Brady, what they're doing. Not a lot of guys can play that long and be that productive still. And they're still getting it done. So he would have been my next pick too. I, I agree with you, but I am left Again, here my third pick, I'm going Aaron Rodgers. And earlier in the year, I would have probably said that he was going to fall off and that he had peaked. He's still a damn good quarterback, and I actually think he's going to come into this season pissed off at the world because people are talking about how he's going to regress and he's not going to play that well. Uh, This dude still had a very, very good season last year. I know that they maybe didn't win as much as they wanted to, but he still threw for 4,400 yards, 25 touchdowns, and only two interceptions. That's exceptional. And now they've got him some targets 
in Green Bay. I really think that he's going to come pissed off. I, I think he's going to have a very good year, even if his best years are behind him. I mean, he peaked very high, one of the best quarterbacks talent-wise that we've ever seen. So I'm going to go Aaron Rodgers here. I, I like that. I agree with you. He's going to have a big year. And I also just think like having a consistent cast around him, a new head coach and Matt LaFleur, um, RIP his Achilles. But <laughs> I think that's really going to help. Aaron Jones should get the ball a lot more out of that backfield. That will definitely improve. Uh, again, this is predictive, who we think will be the best quarterbacks in 2019. I'm going to take Russell Wilson here. Um, the only reason I hesitate is because they still don't have a good offensive line. The running back situation is still pretty murky and they lost Doug Baldwin. So mm -hmm. hopefully DK Metcalf can provide something there. Hopefully Gary Jennings can provide something there, but I, I love Russell Wilson guy has never had a year where he didn't win at least nine games, only one year in his NFL career that they didn't win 10 games. And that was in 2017 when they really took a hard step back. So He's just efficient. He could beat you with his legs, with his arm. And I know I said last year that I thought he was getting overrated. That's when I think people were putting him up there with yeah. Breeze and Brady. I do believe that he's a top five or six quarterback in the NFL. Is he elite? He's so close. <laughs> That's where I put it. He's too. so close. Yeah. And I don't want it to sound like we hate on him. I feel like people take that and they're like, oh, why do you hate Russell Wilson? No, not at all. Yeah, I Not think he's all. a great quarterback. You just look at the era that we're playing in right now with you know all these quarterbacks that we just mentioned. He's I also, do think they're better than him. He's one of my favorite people I've ever spent time with in the NFL. So like, he's just a genuinely cool guy. nice. I, yeah, just a yeah. great guy. I know we kind of make fun of him sometimes with like the nano bubbles and everything, but <laughs> he's just a really nice, cool guy. Um, so yeah, I, and also I think he's gonna have a hell of a year. Yeah, I do too. And. You're leaving me here with one of my favorite quarterbacks yeah, ever, Philip Rivers. Papa Phil gets another mention here on the show. I think that he is still producing, and he's also going to have children or yards, both, both, <laughs> and he's going to have another big year this year. I really like what the Chargers are doing uh, with their roster and getting some targets and protection around him. If they can stay healthy, which has always been the issue with the Chargers, but if they can stay healthy. I think they definitely contend in the AFC West, which is a very good division in football. Yeah, he was next on my list. Um, I, I'm up here, so this would be quarterback number eight. I'm not taking Big Ben here, and I know a lot of people are going to be upset because I think Big Ben is is really good. Losing AB, I think, is going to have an impact here. Yep, I agree. Um, and even like if you like James Washington coming up, even no matter if you like the young guys there uh, outside of Juju, it's going to have an impact. So I'm going to take Carson Wentz with the world's biggest asterisk since Barry Bonds broke the home run record. If he stays healthy, I think they can win a Super Bowl. If he stays healthy, yeah. If he doesn't, they're fucked. But he's so talented. He's so incredibly good. It's just a matter of keeping him healthy. They have weapons. They have a very good offensive line. They got a hell of a lot of running backs. Mm -hmm. If he can stay on the field, Wentz could be an MVP, and they could win another Super Bowl. And I'm going to take a guy who I'm surprised you didn't take here. I'm going to go Jared Goff then. Uh, you took Carson Wentz. This guy got to the Super Bowl last year. Their offense was almost unstoppable until they got to the Super Bowl, really. Uh he threw for 4,600 yards and 32 touchdowns. Did have 12 interceptions, but I still think that Sean McVay in this offense, even with what's going on with Todd Gurley, I still think they're going to be able to produce at a high level, and that means Jared Goff as well. Yeah, I had Goff next on my list. Um, Big Ben is not going to make our top 10 mellow because I'm not drafting him here. <laughs> I'm taking Deshaun Watson because this Ooh, is a prediction. Yeah. Deshaun Watson is the most underrated player in the NFL. Not just quarterback, player. He's, I think he's a lot like Russell Wilson 
too. And I know one of them was drafted in the first round and one of them's 5'10 or whatever. But just that mobility and that always constantly having a good productive season. I really like Deshaun Watson too. Yeah, love him. 26 touchdowns last year, only nine picks, completed 68% of his passes, and he just wins. Like, And he's not been on a good team. That offensive line is so bad there. So hopefully he gets a little more protection. Yeah, too. one receiver is good. Maybe no Will Fuller back. stays healthy finally. Hopefully Deontay Foreman stays healthy. But I think Deshaun Watson has a breakout year. Those are our top 10 quarterbacks. Let us know yours. This can be your iTunes review or tweet it at us at Stick2Football. It's draft on draft time, and we are drinking vitamin water. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Nothing says vacation <laughs> like, like a delicious vitamin water. Vitamin water zero, mm-hmm. no. no calories, nope. no calories. Keeping all the energy, all the aspartame you could want. Vitamin C here, it's good for you. Yeah, it is. I think it is. Ooh, you know what else is good for you? Percent draft on draft questions. We got a lot of them, and. Uh, this is a very informal uh, podcast rundown tonight. I've already messed it up once. Mello cannot see the draft on draft questions. I am just running the show tonight. So yep. <laughs> so I will probably answer the wrong question like I have in the past yep. before. I'm just going to throw stuff at you. Just try to listen. Okay. Question number one from Jonathan Joyce. Power rank these barbecue side dishes. Mm. Baked beans, mac and cheese, potato salad, fried okra. Chips, green beans. He's throwing a lot at me. (laughs) Potato casserole, (laughs) coleslaw, corn on the cob, pasta salad. So I think we can eliminate some. Okay. I don't like uh, green beans as a a barbecue side dish. I don't like green beans. I'm good with that. I'm out on that. I don't like chips as a barbecue. First off, if you're smoking meat, that's barbecue. If you're having people over to cook on a grill, that's called a cookout or grilling. Yep, so I would agree. I'm taking this literally as barbecue food. Barbecue is a food. It's not an event. <laughs> right? Sure. Okay. I, I, well, I think it can be both, but I, I, I get what you're saying okay. here. So I, I don't like mac and cheese. <laughs> and I know this is a thing, but I don't <laughs> like mac and cheese. That is... Probably your worst take in life. Uh, there's got to be someone else out there like me that I just <laughs> doesn't like mac and doesn't cheese. Doesn't like mac and cheese. I don't think so. I think everybody likes it, but I don't know if it's like a good side dish. We were talking about this earlier. The only time someone eats baked beans is at a cookout mm-hmm. slash barbecue. I don't, I think take baked beans off. So if you're coming to my house and we're having some food that is grilled or smoked, I would like you to bring fried okra. Yeah, potato casserole, corn on the cob, and pasta salad. That's what I'm picking. Okay, I would go. I would leave baked beans because I do like them in that situation. But that's the only situation. They're good I when like you can put in. your hot dog bun on them. You can dip them in the juice. Yes, yeah, that's, and that's why it's great. So I would leave those on there. I think corn on the cob has to be first. Corn on the cob is amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Uh, my girlfriend boils it in milk. In milk, it's so good. The hell, it's so good. <laughs> Try it. Okay. It's good. Game changer. <laughs> Doesn't like mac and cheese and <laughs> boils, boils corn on the cob. How are and we milk. the same people? <laughs> That's cereal and it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I would go corn on the cob one. I really like potato salad. So I would go potato salad two. How many of these do I need to pick? Uh, let's go with three. Baked beans is the last one I remember. <laughs> okay. Uh, mac and cheese, I know you like. Do you like potato salad? Yes. I only like it if it's mustard-based. Same, okay. I think. Actually, I always like 
You think you like There's it? There's two options, right? There's a mayonnaise base and a mustard base. One's white, one's yellow. One's, yeah. I think I like them both, but I prefer the mayonnaise one. You would. Uh, <laughs> so, fried okra? I do like fried okra. Lambert's. Love it. Chips? Exactly. That's just so cheap. Yeah. That's Don't just... show up to my house with chips. Yeah. The, oh, I have to bring something? Fuck it. There's I'll that one guy who used to come to our fantasy football draft. He always just brought chips. It's like, or nothing. thank you for the effort. You brought chips. Uh, green beans? No. I like potato casserole. I really do. If you put cheese on it, and here's a, a fun fact. Put some bacon bits on top of that cheese. Bacon bits makes everything better. Yeah. Really does. I don't like pasta salad. Wasn't that on there? Yeah, I love pasta salad. I don't like pasta. I had some bad pasta salad at like a work event because people will That'll bring it. it. And uh, there's like cat hair in it. So that's, well, that's no, not a normal ingredient. So oh, I, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next question from Steve Erzig. Love this guy. Okay, so instead of beer chugging, what type of food eating competition would you like to see with these quarterbacks? Ribs, pizza, wings, burritos? I feel an NFL quarterback should be able to put down at least two burritos or 24 wings. Any thoughts? I think the wings challenge is like already something that restaurants do. Right. So that would be an easy one. But I like this burrito challenge because I kind of want to do it myself. I would like to do a, uh, what are those things I like? Somebody help me. Um... Taquitos, yes. Thank oh, you. Okay, yeah. Taquitos. <laughs> I could probably eat eight taquitos from Quick Trip in three minutes. There's another video challenge <laughs> yeah, that we're right. gonna do. I really think I could. <laughs> right after you run the forty. <laughs> right. Oh god, I throw up so bad. <laughs> or right before I run the forty. Either way, not good. I can eat a lot of those. Yeah, I think pie eating contest would be a good one. It, but there's a, that uh, stand by me is what I think exactly. about pie eating, and I don't know if I can yep. do it. Yeah. Just throwing up everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> hot dogs are an easy one. Yeah. Brats. Um, I'm really on this burrito thing, though. I think that needs to happen. Who could eat the biggest plate of nachos? Oh, me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Actually, our friend Mitch. Yeah, but that's true. I would be second. a close second in our friend group. All right, let's get to some of the other drafts on draft questions. Our guy Tyler Warden sent some in. And Tyler, we appreciate you so much. I'm just going to read all of them, buddy. Okay, Mello, here we go. Rapid fire. Tyler Warden wants to know, who's the biggest Vegas sleeper for Heisman this year? Adrian Martinez. That's what I was going to say. Uh, is that even really a sleeper? I don't know. I've actually seen him getting a lot of attention. I think he's going to have a good year, second year, being able to work with Scott Frost, and just another year of getting healthy I think is going to be huge for him. Okay, mine's DeAndre Swift then from Georgia. Yeah, I is think that a sleeper? Gonna, I think it is because he's a running back. Yeah, and I know people are tired of hearing me say this, but De'Eric King in Houston is a sleeper for everything. It's very deep sleeper. Someone from Houston isn't going to win. Never mind. you got to be realistic. It's going to be from a Power 5 school. Jalen Hurts? I yeah, I, that's the one. I think he has to be in the talk. For yeah. like preseason Heisman, he would have to be top five, I think. Oh, absolutely. Second question from Tyler Warden. Would you rather never drink beer again or get blindsided by Miles Garrett once? I that's recently one. attempted a sober moment in life, and it was a lot easier than I thought it would be. I would rather be hit by Miles Garrett. I think I would be too. Just and I'm not really a big beer drinker. Like I could go get toasted on something else, but that pain's not going to last that long. It's really not. I'm gonna, he's probably not going to kill me. Yeah, it, I don't think he's going to be bad. Like, oh, he's going to puncture your lung. Yeah, he might. But I still think I, I'd take the hit. Be a cooler story. Yep. Chicks dig scars. Yep, they do. Uh, pain, pain fades. Glory lasts forever. So I would definitely rather take the Miles Garrett blindside hit. Third question, Tyler Warden. What are the cleanest unis in the NFL and college today? So I even couldn't resist myself here and replied to him. 
I love the Dolphins throwbacks that they just, the I don't whites. know if they just announced yeah. them, but I've seen them a lot on Twitter lately. I really like those. I think they need to go to those full time. I love the uh, Chargers powder blues. Always will. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite uniform though, dude, it's the, the, when the Patriots do the throwback with the red jerseys, the white helmet with the dude snapping the ball on it. That's yeah. my favorite uniform. My favorite uniform. I actually like the Bengals uniforms. What? Yeah. Their helmets with the stripes. I think they're badass. Really? Yeah. I really like their helmets. Before Michigan went to the jump man, I would say Michigan was up there. Yeah. Their Texas cool. road whites. They're okay. Do you think they're overrated? I don't remember who I said was my like top five. It was last summer. And I don't want somebody to call me out on it, but right. I don't know. I like Notre Dame's tradition. Oh, I do too. Yeah. Alabama's too. Army Navy was Iowa. one that was up there. Iowa with the Hawkeye. The Saints. There are a lot of good ones. The like Falcons the throwbacks are pretty the red damn helmet. good too. Yes. Yeah. Those are yeah, very good. Basically like B classic. People are getting way too over the top with right. the uniforms. Just be classic. Yeah. I don't think anybody's looking back at like Oregon and being like, oh, you remember how cool their uniforms were? You know, now it's just like, why the hell did they wear so many? Nebraska. That's Nebraska a good uniform. A really good one, too. That's a god dang, that's a good uniform. Yeah. Especially when you see like that number seven, uh, or, Crouch or Scott Frost running around there. Yeah. I love Nebraska's uniforms. I always will. I can't change it. All right. Tyler Warden, one more. Create your best and worst NFL quarterback using the following components. Head, I'm just going to do it this way. Let's stop there. I'm not going to give you a list. Whose head at quarterback would you want? And if you don't say Tom Brady, I'm going to throw my microphone at you. Are they its current quarterbacks? Yes. Would it be Brady, though? I will throw my microphone (laughs) at you. (laughs) I'm running through my Rolodex. Breeze, maybe? I think it's Brady. It would have been Manning. Yeah, absolutely would have been. I would take, yeah, sure. Let's go with Brady. Okay. I don't want to be hit with a microphone really tonight. Uh, second one, arm strength. Arm strength. Arm strength. Is there another category for like accuracy? There is. So just arm strength. Yep. Probably Josh Allen. It is Josh Allen. I agree. <laughs> Maybe Tyree Jackson. You could Maybe. put Mahomes up there. Like Mahomes yeah. probably has the, and sorry, Pat, third strongest arm in the NFL. Yeah, or just, you know, come out and prove it this year. Yeah, exactly. Stick right now you're sitting at number three. Uh, all right, accuracy. This is all Drew Brees, too. This me. is Drew Brees, too. Yeah. Man, why are we so like? <laughs> okay. I think those three were pretty, like, obvious. I though. think so, too. And I will say, with the Josh Allen thing, I, I am one of Mahomes' biggest fans in the whole world. I think Josh's arm is stronger. Ooh, hot take. It is. It's a hot take. It might so, be. Only one way to prove it. All right, how about legs? I think you have to go Lamar Jackson. Okay, has like anybody seen? No, go for it. Go ahead. I I love what he's able to do with his legs. I think every question with him comes from above the legs. I'm going to cheat and take Kyler Murray. I mean, that's a good one too. Yeah, I think he's just so good at like being able to slide and manipulate. So quick, he's so quick. Just, I would take Russell Wilson over Lamar Jackson because he has so much strength in his legs too. Like Lamar's just still so skinny. He really is. Uh, All right, last one: clutchness. Clutchness? I didn't know that was going to be one. I didn't one. know. Yeah, it is, though. Can I take Tom Brady again? You can Aaron take Rogers Tom Brady again. Been, Brian, Rogers. I would go Rogers. If you're saying, like, I can't take a player twice, Rogers is so great at the end of games. Like, if you want somebody to throw a Hail, Hail Mary, it's, Rogers. it's Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. So I'd go with him. Yeah. I would put Deshaun Watson in there. 
Yeah. I would put Andrew Luck as maybe in there. Mm. What's funny is like, I feel like Aaron Rodgers just is this like the combination of all these things. Yeah. I mean, really, if you took the every category, he would be probably top three. I think in tra- each one. I think just based on traits, he's the best quarterback in the NFL. Oh, yeah. Maybe of all time. Uh, yeah. Based on honestly. traits alone, which him, is not everything. Him and Elway, probably. Yeah. Probably go one, two. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we got time for one more. I don't know why I'm saying we got time for one more. It's radio. We can do whatever. We, it's not radio. We can do whatever <laughs> we want. So, uh, all right, Andrew Magnuson, would you rather have a GM who is great with the salary cap but only average at scouting players or great at scouting players but below average at managing the cap? I would rather have someone who's great at scouting because I can hire someone to run the cap. Yeah, and I'll, I'll go devil's advocate here, and I'll go somebody who's great with the salary cap because I think even the greatest scouts in the world miss and they miss a lot and they get lucky in the you know mid round. So even if you're really good at the cap, you are going to find some guys like a Tom Brady, even if you credit the Patriots for saying, Oh, we're great scouts. They found him in the sixth round and got very, very lucky. Yeah. So I think that a lot of times you can get guys like that and be okay. If you manage the cap, well, you're going to keep them around. You're going to convince the Tom Brady that he shouldn't be the highest paid quarterback ever. But that's my take. Yeah, I love it. That is a good take. All right, man. Um, if you're listening to this, we are doing a meetup in Boston Saturday at 4 p.m. at the Fours. It's right down across the street from the TD Center. So very, very easy to get to. Four o'clock will be upstairs. Just say you're there for, for Matt and Mello. You'll be able to find us. We're giving away koozies, wristbands, stickers, magnets. Uh, no T-shirts, unfortunately, because we did fly here and we are on vacation. But come by. Um, we'll be there for a couple hours, having a good time, hanging out. Um, so come meet us if you're in the New England area we really look forward to it uh, and then we'll be back monday morning on the show like always me mellow connor breaking down everything happening in the world of football just all of football that is us 